Welcome to Slow Stories. I'm Rachel Schwartzman, the founder of Connected Editorial and the host and creator of this podcast. For those of you just joining in, Slow Stories is a series that deep dives into the rising slow content movement. In each of these episodes, I interview brand builders, entrepreneurs, and creative professionals who share what slow content means in the context of what they're building and why slowing down and creating thoughtful stories is more important than ever. Today's episode begins with an opening story from Natasha Hoskins of All Call, who shares a social media post that recently made her slow down and reflect. Here's more from Natasha. My name is Natasha Hoskins, and I'm the founder of All Call. We are an NYC-based travel startup that launched this past December. And what we do is provide curated itineraries to modern travelers created by people you follow. Story that I recently came across that got me to stop scrolling was an 11 part Instagram post by Humans of New York. It depicts a riveting story about a man named Bobby Love and his wife Cheryl. It's a true story about betrayal, love, family, a hidden past that includes bank robberies, a prison escape, the FBI. It's really an, an unbelievable, incredible story. Uh, and I'm really hoping they create a mini-series out of it. But I won't relay it all here, most likely because you already came across it. It went absolutely viral, and it was everywhere. And that's what I found really compelling, is that a platform that's really meant for passive, lonely consumption, when met with a story that is really slow and compelling and long-form, people are really drawn toward, towards it because we're all sort of looking for meaningful connection and we all long to connect with other people and to connect with stories. Um, and that's why a account like Humans of New York is so successful because they do that really well. They connect people to other people on a platform that um, often alienates us from others. So this was my um, slow story for you all, and I really encourage you to go check out that um, 11 parts uh, story on Humans of New York, and also check us out on All Call. Thank you so much again to Natasha for sharing. Again, you can check out the story she mentioned and even more inspiring content over on Humans of New York. Now here's my interview with Indra Rockefeller of Paravel. Intra Rockefeller of Paravel gives a whole new meaning to traveling and style. Before making the entrepreneurial leap, she enjoyed an enriching professional life, which included dancing with ballet visionaries to leading meetings in the boardroom, where she served in executive roles at renowned luxury fashion companies like Moda Operandi and Del Pozo. Paravel is easily a culmination of her many professional talents. As the co-founder and co-CEO, Indra and her team are building a new kind of modern travel brand that aims to reimagine the possibilities of travel and create resilient, sustainably made luggage and travel accessories. Naturally, digital storytelling plays an important role in bringing these values to the forefront. And with Indra's own growing social presence, she's bridging the gap between her personal and professional lives and inviting us along on her inspiring journey. Indra graciously took time out of her busy schedule to chat about her background, the importance of slowing down to reframe our thinking, and what's next for Paravel. So without giving too much more away, enjoy my conversation with the inspiring Indra Rockefeller of Paravel. My name is Indra, and I'm a co-founder of Paravel. 
And I think that who I am as a person very much informs who I am professionally. I love travel. I've always loved design. I've been drawn to sort of creative fields my whole life. Starting uh, my first career was as a professional ballet dancer. And from there, I moved eventually into the fashion industry and from there into entrepreneurship, but always staying with, uh, within a role that would allow me to keep an eye on design, even if I had to keep ahead for business. Yeah, it makes sense. And I'm curious to know with all of the industries that you found yourself in, and since storytelling has been at the heart of your work, um, how you've seen that idea and practice evolve as we've become more digitally focused as a society. I absolutely agree with you that we've become more digitally centric and storytelling has moved into a digital realm. But I think people's fundamental connection to storytelling hasn't changed. And what people connect to hasn't changed. And I think I've always been a big believer in in stories. I think that's how people like to process information and connect. And so while the delivery mechanisms have changed, I think the fundamentals have not. Makes sense. And I would agree with that. Is there a particular story that has resonated or stayed with you throughout your career and has kind of resurfaced now as you build on the narrative of what you're doing at Paravel? So one of the most impactful stories that I myself lived through and then was able to share with our customer base was a trip I took almost two years ago to Antarctica. And it really set about a number of changes for Paravel. And it was in the storytelling that I was able to share my experience, but also fully come to terms with what it meant for me in the sort of, it was one thing to experience it. And the next step was to share it. And um, it was, like I mentioned, almost two years ago, I was on a polar expedition with the Nature Conservancy in Antarctica. And it was the most magical place I'd ever been. It was almost like going to the moon in that there's no tangible evidence of human life. And yet there are so many intangible human footprints, so to speak, and traveling on board with climate scientists and glaciologists and marine biologists, learning about the impact that we are having on such a delicate and otherworldly ecosystem was really impactful to me. And I was obviously, we had launched Paravel at that point, we were about a, you know, just under a year into the business. And it occurred to me that I was working in the travel goods industry, sending people out into the world to explore our planet, that that was literally part of my product offering. And that it was my responsibility to marry a lot of the instincts I had in my personal life around sustainability and um, concern for the impact on our environment and the, the climate change and to marry that with my professional life. And that really was a catalyst for change. I called my co-founder the moment we docked back in Argentina um, or back and um, said, you know, we have to do, I think there's something we can do about this. And, and he was absolutely on board in that we started working that same day on making Paravel a sustainable travel brand. And it was an uphill battle. Uh, it wasn't as easy 
it sort of was not an easy process, especially as a growing company, but it was something that we never looked, we, we never looked back after that. Yeah. And I think the thing about sustainability is that it's always going to be an ongoing process and story as we collectively shift towards more sustainable practices and all areas of our lives. And obviously, you know, we were chatting before we started recording uh, the same thought process is something I'm applying in my work as a content and brand focused service provider, which inevitably led me to start Slow Stories and have these conversations because so many people that I speak with have really tried to hone in on this approach in their own brand building efforts. And I think the challenge really comes with telling stories and creating products consistently enough to break through the noise, but still maintain quality and purpose and don't get away from their big picture mission. And I also think from a content perspective, this is developed into the rising slow content movement that so many brands are leaning into. So with all that said, I'd love to hear what this idea means to you and how it relates to your own brand storytelling efforts at Paravel. So for me, slow content has a lot to do with how thoroughly you tell your story. I think that with fast content, sometimes we just get snippets or the most clickbaity headline version of your story, of someone's story or message, and it doesn't necessarily get across the most authentic version of the story or most thorough. Uh, and of course, that's not true across the board. I, I've seen fast content tell great stories, but I think that sort of philosophically making sure that you are getting to the authentic heart of the message, not just the most catchy part of the message is key. And, you know, just using an example of the Antarctica story that I shared, we sat down and created a long form video uh, where I was able to share my story in dialogue in in longer form and I, I didn't have to cut it down to any certain number of characters or make a quippy headline it was really just about speaking from the heart and that was something that was very rewarding to me as a content creator yeah I saw it and it was really beautiful was there generally a really good reaction to the video yeah really, it was really great I think that people enjoyed being able to take a deeper dive and we shared some of my videos and photos from the trip and some of what we've been able to do with that momentum with sustainability and some of the products that we've been able to create and it there there was a fantastic response to it people really engaged and watched it and wrote us thanking us for it which was very encouraging Totally. And I'm sure as you hone in on that mission and communicate your efforts even more, there will be a lot more customer dialogue about it too. But at this point, have you seen any unexpected narratives or conversations arise from customers that you really didn't expect? You know, I think there is a fear amongst many brands that if you start talking about sustainability, that you will have all your weaknesses pointed out to you. So if you have a sustainable collection over here, the customer will want to know why it's not over there. Uh, and I think a lot of brands are hesitant to walk into the conversation because they're afraid they're going to get finger pointing. 
And I, so I, but I was really pleasantly surprised that that was not the response we got. And I think part of it was laying up a conversation from the outset saying, this is not us saying, ta-da, we made, waved a magic wand and everything is perfect now. This is us starting a journey, starting a process. And we're going to be open and transparent with you during that process so that you can come along on this with us. And we're not where we hope we will be in a year, in three years, in five years, but we want you to know what this process is like and to come along with us. Absolutely. And while we're on the subject of process, I've personally followed Paravel for a while and have loved seeing the brand's evolution. So I'd love for you to tell our listeners about what it's been like to fine-tune Paravel's identity, both in terms of its visual uh, content and messaging, and how you arrived at the brand's tagline, Everywhere is a Trip. Yeah. So a lot of the sort of brand behind it has just come out of a an authentic desire to spark feelings spark a feeling in, in people you know it's it's not a lot of times the travel goods industry can be very commoditized and it can it's product that serves as a means to an end and um, people often don't think of their travel goods as something that they connect with. It's just something that gets them from point A to point B. And we really wanted to build a brand that was about connecting with our consumer in all aspects of their life. So for us, travel is not just about the long haul trip. It's not about the pieces you experience in your storage unit on the luggage carousel. It's things that really go with you and are almost like partners on your trip. But a trip can be a weekend getaway. It can be your commute into work. It can be the work trip that you add an extra day on and becomes a personal trip. And so we we really wanted this idea of versatile products to come across that is meant to be a companion to you on your trip. And um, the idea of everywhere is a trip really came from this idea that, like I mentioned, travel can be your commute into work. It can be your exploring your neighborhood on a weekend. Uh, it's, it's not about, it doesn't have to be far flung destinations. It's really about more of a state of mind. And it's about someone who is curious and adventurous and can find things to explore anywhere. And that can be Central Park. It can be your neighborhood, a a restaurant you've never tried in your neighborhood. It can be the next borough over. And that sort of has always been something that was authentic to us as as founders and as a team, being sort of travel-centric and intellectually curious. And so we wanted to you know, expand that into the brand identity and vocabulary. That's amazing. I think the brand kind of evokes, for me at least, a sense of nostalgia for simpler moments of travel. Is that something you would agree with? I would say yes and no. Um, I'd say nostalgia in a sense that travel being something that we enjoy the process of traveling as well as the destination. I think in 
So in modern times, travel has become something that's very, uh, that you don't look forward to the travel. You sort of want to get that out of the way. It's a means to an end. You want to get to your destination. Travel is going to be the pain point. And I think where the element of nostalgia comes in is travel used to be part of the experience and wanting to bring that back. And that can still be, you know, you're in the middle seat by the bathroom, but if you have your, it's a state of mind, right? You have your system, you have your book, you have your, if you're feeling inspired, it's really about what you make of it. And so trying to bring that state of mind in, I think is important. But when we come, when it comes to the product, I think there is, it's both looking back into sort of the best of timeless design, looking forward into the future for innovative materials and modern functionality, and also looking to the today to speak to our customers to understand what they need and what they're looking for. That makes sense. You know, everything is what you make of it at the end of the day, whether it's travel or not. And on that note, I do want to shift gears slightly away from Paravel for a moment and talk about your own relationship with travel and storytelling and how all of this kind of comes to life when you're not working on the business. Because I think a lot of what modern founders face in terms of getting these brand values across is that they almost feel a pressure to perform uh, and speak to these themes on social media in a way that's almost formulaic. And so because you do have a presence on social media outside of Paravel, I'm wondering how you plan to navigate this landscape and these challenges in a way that's true to you and your personal values while still trying to get these brand points across. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of social, Instagram has always been my preferred medium. I think because I'm a very visual person and have always loved, even when I was working in the fashion industry, I was sometimes found designers, you know, on Instagram and was inspired by um, designers, uh, both to in the retail environment and the design space. Um, so that platform has always been the one who's sort of the, where I speak the inherent language. Um, but ultimately, I think that it's about authenticity and having an having an authentic conversation with the consumer. For example, you know when we started moving into sustainability there was the brand's transition to stay sustainability and having that conversation, that dialogue with our consumer. And there was also one I was having on my own social with my followers to, you know, explain some of the transition that I was making in my own life around sustainability and what I was learning and what I was trying and what brands I was finding. And sometimes it was sharing an article that I had read um, about the nuances of the resale market and sometimes it's about, you know, a brand that I had discovered that I had never known um, had done so much work in sustainability and what I learned and how it inspired me. And I think by having that authentic dialogue, that uh, helps me enjoy the experience and keep it slow in a way. Do you have any tips for founders or those in a similar position who might not know how to hone into this authenticity in their own content or just you know, feel intimidated by all of it. How do you use content as a tool? Yeah, I think that finding what you're passionate about and what you care about is the most important aspect. I think that if 
once you start thinking about any form of communication as a holistic package that is meant to do X, it becomes overwhelming and intimidating because you don't know if you're achieving that goal. But if it's really about sharing something you're passionate about or something you're learning about or connecting with people, um, staying true to some of the more original intentions, perhaps, of the, the platforms, that it becomes easy because it's you're just following your own instinct. Yes, for sure. And I think to that point when we do follow our own instincts and get out of our own heads and really truly slow down to ask ourselves what's true and important, then we can also start asking one another questions that we might not normally ask in a space like social media. Um, So I'm curious to know if there's any one particular question that you hope people start asking you more often, whether online or off. Well, one thing that I've loved that people have asked me is sort of my own on this journey towards figuring out sustainability, especially in the fashion industry, right? We're figuring it out on the sort of production side and operation side at Paravel, but in the fashion industry that I came from, there are a lot of people who will direct message me and ask me for advice on um where to find a certain category, whether it's home or beauty or fashion around certain products that they're looking for. And I like that so much because sometimes I don't have the answer up front, but I go and dig around and try to find out and ask my network. And being tasked with these questions has taught me so much in my own process. So I love when people are curious and ask for advice that I don't have the answer to because it forces me to go and find out. And to quickly follow up, do you hope there's a particular question that Paravel's customers ask one another more often about travel? Yeah, I think a lot of what we're in the business to do is provide better choices without asking the customer to make sacrifices for them. So I would love for that way of thinking to be extended into anything that they're buying or thinking of purchasing or supporting or investing in. I think that, you know, we're at a point now where making a better choice is, is up to a personal individual and their values, but we are at a point where when it comes to sustainability, especially from an environmental standpoint, there are more options than we've ever had before. There's so much work being done in this space around innovation and materials and production standards. It's really exciting. And um, whereas it used to be more of a niche offering and you had to sort of go into more of a niche category or make sacrifices, i.e. it's more expensive or it's less durable or the design is compromised in some way, we really have an opportunity now to present product that doesn't sacrifice on quality, doesn't sacrifice on design, doesn't sacrifice on price, and it really offers that sustainability element. And so I hope that people sort of, when they're asking questions of each other, ask what's the best choice I can make here and whatever they're looking at, because there are so many more options now and so many more coming up, which is exciting. Yes. And it's definitely necessary to but we'll have to do a follow-up interview at some point in the future to get all the updates on Paravel's sustainability initiatives. 
But for the purposes of this particular interview, I would love to close things out with one signature question of mine, which is, why do you think slowing down our relationship to content will ultimately help us live, work, and feel better? I think that, I think, you know, I think it's a beautiful concept that you have in general for the podcast. And so I applaud you because it's something that we almost need to think about actively given the speed which with which we're surrounded ourselves with. Um, but I, I think that in the end, some of the most rewarding moments are moments where you have the capacity to fully absorb the situation you're in or the experience you're having, whether it's a book you're reading, or in my case, a lot of times it's travel, right? When I travel, it really helps. It's perspective shifting instead of being, you know, on my phone all the time, just looking to go from one place to the next, worried about logistics. I sort of look around more. I look up, I look at buildings, I'm absorbing. I look at the sky, I think. And I find that a great example. I always come back so refreshed after travel from a mental state, Um, and I find that is simply because I've had more time just to think big picture and look at things in a way that usually it's just passing by and I'm not taking the time to absorb. And I find that it really helps shift the way I work. I notice that if I haven't traveled in a while that I get stuck in ruts sometimes just in the way I'm sort of trying to problem solve. And um, I'm obviously biased because I just came back last night from a trip to London and it was packed with everything, you know, work and friends and fun and everything. But I, even after a long trip, I feel so refreshed in terms of having a broader perspective on coming back to the office and being ready to tackle things that before I left felt daunting because I was so stuck in the minutiae. And I think that anything that pulls us out like that from the day to day and makes it reframes our thinking helps us in the long term. Indra Rockefeller is just getting started. Follow along with her personal travel adventures on Instagram at Indra Rock and of course at Paravel on Instagram. Also head over to toraparavel.com to peruse the brand's gorgeous product selection and learn more about their sustainability efforts. Thank you as always for listening to Slow Stories. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate and subscribe and stay tuned. There's much more to come.